Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's podcast... Everybody wants us to do this. I am woman. I'm referring more to the drugs that you had been on. Bless your heart. Sound like you're reading from the book of Matthew here. (laughs) I'm contributing because I wasn't on drugs. Are you kidding me that this thing has to come home with us? We love each other very much. We're going to start living apart because you guys can't get along. (laughs) I was a turd. I I apologize if any of you are professional European soccer players. (laughs) And I, I'm sorry, this snort. I got a snort for that one. You know, I'm not really sure if I want my college experience to be all about alcohol. <laughs> How many child psychologists are going to reach out to us and tell us that we're doing like 90% of this wrong? <laughs> it's the Holderness Family Podcast. Let's get started. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. We are the Holderness family. You could have figured that out because we just said our last name. And you saw and you probably clicked on it. Yeah. Speaking of that, could you just hit pause real quick and hit the subscribe button? No, no, no. I want them to hit the subscribe button. But you don't have to hit pause. You can keep it rolling. Can you? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is okay. Sorry. Hit the subscribe button because it helps other people find us. And when other people can find us, then more people listen. And then the more people listen then then we can keep doing this. You know what I mean? It's like this weird algorithm thing, and I hate to ask things from you. No, I would but like... we enjoy doing this. And, yeah, um, it helps. And if you enjoy it, this is how you support us. So yes. we're very grateful. And if you could take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, even your Instagram stories, letting people know that it's here, it super duper helps us. This is our favorite thing that we're doing right now, right? The, oh, the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'd like to do more of it. Um but if you don't like it, that's cool too. Yeah. One of the reasons it's one of my favorite things to do is I don't have to prepare much because <laughs> you do all of the preparing for us. And that happened again today. Um, we are talking about sibling rivalries. And I had some great insights that totally contradicted each other, but also made perfect sense. So really, this is some of my best work. Yes. Yeah, sibling rivalry. I think that our siblings, right? We're the, those are the people that know you better than your partner. Yep. Those are the people who know you differently than your parents ever will. And those are the people you're stuck with as you grow old, right? And you got to have each other's back. We talk about the dynamics, how Penn and I kind of navigated our own personal relationship with our siblings, and then how we help and coach our kids to not hate each other. Let's do it. So the topic today, sibling rivalry, okay? I think there was a Tim Allen quote that said, 
if you have the way to have sibling rivalry is just to have more than one sibling or something like that. Like that you can't avoid it. That it's that it's part of human nature it's, and it's unavoidable. Yeah. It is unavoidable. It is human nature. And so many of you, I'm just kidding, just like four of you, had asked us to do a podcast about how we handle the sibling relationship in our house. And when more than one person asks you to do something, <laughs> in our language, we always say- We're like, everybody has Everybody asked. wants us to do this. And Everyone it's like, does. It's four people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I think other people do that too. And and you know it, it actually sat us you know it forced us to kind of sit down and think about how we handle it. Um, but I think we should start from the beginning, which was the very first time our kids met each other. Yeah, this is an amazing story. Um, so Penn Charles, they are like two and a little over two and a half years age difference. Yeah. By the way, are you are you qualified to tell this story? You had just given birth. So that makes me amazingly qualified because I'm a like a master of the physical existence. I am woman. I, yeah, I was there. No, I, I know. I'm referring more to the drugs that you had been on. I, uh, I had an epidural. It wasn't like 36 hours later. It wasn't okay. Oh, for the love! I think you should tell the story. I, I'm looking forward to it. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, it's one of those no, marriage like, days. Yeah, no, but I mean, bless your heart. You were oh that okay in the south. Bless your heart is the I <laughs> don't agree with what you're saying. I'm judging you, but it comes off as bless your heart. Okay, ready? Yes. Here's what had happened from my perspective. Got it. Penn Charles was born December 23rd, late in the evening. Lola stayed the night with your parents. Um, there were flu restrictions at the hospital for a little bit, so she couldn't come like right the next day. So on, it was Christmas morning. But again, she's like two and a half and she doesn't really get like what Christmas morning is. Uh, your parents were kind enough to bring her to the hospital. I am sitting there. You went downstairs to get her. Um, I, I am sitting there holding this little baby. Yeah, and by the way, because it was Christmas morning, yeah, uh, Lola did have a concept of Christmas morning at this point because my um, my parents had given her a snow white dress. Yes, and she wore that dress to the hospital. As you remember, when you were three, or I guess she was two, almost three. Yeah, uh, and someone gives you a dress, you wear it everywhere. It's, it's sparkly and yeah. wonderful and poofy and gorgeous. I'm holding this little tiny ball of baby boy. And she walks in and there's a picture of it. There's a picture like I hand you the baby Mm -hmm. because like I wanted to see Lola and I wanted to like hug her. So I hand you the child and the baby. His name is Pentros. (laughs) Yeah. And sound like you're reading from the book of Matthew here. (laughs) (laughs) And she did hand him the child and she bespake upon them glory. Anyway, sorry. I don't know. Um, Very biblical, this podcast. So um, she takes one look at the kid and then just collapses into a poof of taffeta and glitter. Yeah, that that it, the visual yes. is important because she started crying and then she she covered her head. Yeah, and, it was a lot. And and the the plume of the dress <laughs> spread all the way out covering oh nearly the entire gosh. floor. I'm sure there are movies like where Cinderella wept or something I know. or where some princess wept. It and was it, that. Yeah, it was that and uh and she stayed down there for a, a year good and a half? while, and 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 the parents. It the was parents? funny. Well, my parents oh, okay. and you guys, I was and 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 me, we and the doctor. <laughs> We're and, doing a great job. Uh, no, everyone in that room. I'm just I'm contributing because I wasn't on drugs. Um, <gasps> I wasn't so, either. Uh, 
Anyway. So everyone kind of looked at each other and our heart broke a little bit, but we also smiled because every single person in that room had gone through something very similar uh, when it when it comes to having a sibling. It's yeah. that it's that rush of emotions that all of a sudden gripped a two-year-old. And at that time, that emotion was mostly negative. Was mostly, are you kidding me yeah. that this thing has to come home with us? My mom tells a similar story that I have an older brother and the same age difference, like two and a half, almost three years. And my older brother had been her just mini me attached at the hip like she couldn't vacuum the floor without and he would just snuggle up and he was just so snuggly and wonderful like her bff just her shadow and then i had the nerve to be born and right away it like it started like he he was he was he was not happy that she had the nerve to bring home a girl and a, another child. So the sibling rivalry, it's I think it's it's born within us. There's nothing you can do to avoid it. But we do have like strategies that over time we've learned and put into use that I think help manage. Yeah, I hope it, it's helpful. And and again, these strategies are coming from two people who were the younger child. And, and we will at some point, as we're talking about the strategies, talk about our own experiences, not just as parents, but also as siblings. Right. And how that may fit into the way that we look at all of this, you know? And I think that you and I had such different experiences. I think my brother and I um, had a very classic sibling rivalry relationship in that we were terrible. My parents, I would like to formally apologize to my parents because... Casey and I were terrible. We fought. I think we fought more than we got along. We are such different to this now. I'll just preface this by saying now we get along great. We we had a, we we kind of found a relationship in adulthood that you know, and now we have things we can bond over. I I remember nothing but like screaming and yelling, and I absolutely claim responsibility in that. That's, by the way, that's Ruby. We're recording this on our third floor, and she sees a dog out the window, and she's going to go. Um, she thinks she's just going to open gonna, the door. She's going to go open the door and go hang out with that dog. Yeah. She thinks um, she's people. But I think that it legitimately caused stress on my parents' marriage. Of my course it did. did end up getting divorced. I don't think it's <laughs> oh, I don't claim responsibility that for that. sounded like that's where you were going. No, 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 no. But I think it was I I do, I don't think that even if we'd gotten along perfectly, I don't think they were meant to be married. So yeah. I'm not saying that. But they, I know they, they didn't that, give like a little speech like guys, um we love each other very much. We're gonna start living apart you and we want you to so know terrible. that it's because you guys can't get along. <laughs> and that's but, why we're but late. <laughs> let me tell you this. Casey and I were so different. We had such different interests. So we're you know different genders different interests to the point where we took separate family vacations after a while. Like a boy's vacation and a girl's so vacation? my dad and my brother, yeah. What, what are we doing tomorrow? Well, that's different. <laughs> that's different. I am taking girls a little week. out of town for girls weekend. But, but you're not, but this was a... I get it. Yeah, this yeah. was a more of a, you know, let's have a peaceful time. And my dad and my brother were... Boy Scouts and loved camping. They went camping. My mom and I did our own thing because we just it just worked better that way. I mean, that is pretty extreme. Yeah, well, I mean, the stories that I've heard about you and Casey, and Casey even tells these stories, a lot of it had, like manifested itself physically, which is interesting. 
Uh, my, the scars I have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, you'll. It's a funny. Anytime you introduce yourself to your to someone to your brother, and then you know they're close enough friends with you, you'll you just start pointing to different parts of your leg and face, <laughs> and they're they're scars. You can see them. Oh my gosh, the scar on my knee. Oh, by the way, I. Did my fair share? Of course, so, no, no, I know like, that. I, no, Casey has. I fought back. Casey has like, the same thing. No, no, no. I fought back. I was a turd, um, but I won't go. I don't need to go into my scars. I don't understand why you wouldn't. This feels like a good. Well, no, for it. the one on my knee is that he was like, he's like, hey, come on, Kim, and so he was riding his bike, and I jumped on the handlebars, and he went as very fast as he could. And then slammed on the brakes, and I go flying, and so that was my—that's the scar on my knee. Um, but I do feel like, do you leave childhood without some like battle scars? Like I, but I learned how to defend myself. I then took a two by four and slammed him between the legs. Yes, it was bad. Yes, like, I, that's the one. Like, I, that's the one. I that got Kate, in yeah. trouble for that. That's the one that Casey remembers. By the way, yeah. I'm just throwing. That I'm telling out there. you, like, so yeah. I, like, I'm completely 100. percent guilty i'm just like i'm imagining that visually first of all like just to it imagine not, how old were you i don't even remember D- just give us a guess like eight eight great Nine. so i mean i could be wrong I so K- kim looked like an adorable little fish when she was little she had, had big eyes big, big lips big eyes she was adorable adorable mm. she looked like something out of a cartoon i know she doesn't think that about herself but this little angelic cherubic <laughs> little angel with a two by four swinging up I, Were you swinging up? I sideways, know, I like where did it, it out? I mean, it obviously it was very dramatic. Was it more of a jousting move, more of like, like a forward, javelin, so like a pole so vaulting, a pushing forward kind I, of thing? I don't. Rem- he could probably give you. I'm sure he remembers it. Of course, he does very vividly. I have blocked it out. Um, but yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for uh, that. Back in a minute with this hot topic. This is an amazing sponsor. They support us, so please consider supporting them. Yeah, Audible is really important to us because we don't have as much time to read, but we do have times to like walk around and listen. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, Audible is where I get um, all of my books. So I tell people I read all these books, but really I'm just listening to them. And I always have headphones in while I'm folding laundry, walking the dog. I get a lot of reading, air quotes, done. Driving, waiting in carpool. It's yeah. it's the new way to read books, and it's fantastic. And they do a better job reading it than you would, right? The people who are reading it. <laughs> I'm reading – I have this uh, sci-fi book that I recently got. You guys, if you're sci-fi nuts, it's bonkers. It's called The Three-Body Problem. And you learn about like the Chinese Cultural Revolution, and also, I'm falling asleep also right there's now. aliens that are going to take over the world, which okay. is my favorite thing. <laughs> I love it when aliens are coming, and we have to assemble the best in our field. Oh my gosh! You can listen Those... on any device, anytime, <laughs> anywhere, home, gym, and they have the biggest selection yeah. of audiobooks available. Doesn't have to be sci-fi, Kim. You love self-help books. I do all the self-help stuff yeah. there. Yeah. And a lot of times those are, um, aren't they read a lot of times by the author themselves, which yes. makes it kind of cool because it actually feels like you're listening to them and they're in the room with you. Yes. So exactly. um, on Audible, they have the most just compelling, inspiring stories and it's the best place to listen. Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash holderness. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash holderness. That's H-O-L-D-E-R-N-E-S-S. Or text 500-500 and listen for a change. Sorry, and listen for a change. <laughs> or listen for a change? Yeah, I think that's... that's. And 
Can you guys tell we just read that? <laughs> well, no, but it's a great deal. Yes, and it's, it is. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a cool, awesome. Yeah. Hey thing. Kim, listen for a change. Listen. That was the one for a change. Okay. You guys, I was a Back, voice. No, oh no, my gosh. Quick, I was a voiceover person, and when you have to read actual voiceovers for commercials, they'll say, "Can you give us about ten options?" So it will sound something like this. And, and this is the recording that we send to the the studio. And listen for a change. And listen for a change. And listen for a change. My favorite, though, is when they coach you. And <laughs> yeah, they're like, can you do it this time smiling with your eyes? And somehow they can tell. Like, yeah. Here, let's see if you can tell the difference of when I'm smiling and when I'm not. And listen for a change. And listen for a change. Your voice sounds lighter. It sound, right. It's, it's smiling and frowning. Yeah. You're welcome. Why do you think, and I know you know the answer, but I'm just, I'm leading you here. Why do you think Casey reacted this way toward you? What do you mean? What, what do you think was the reason? Oh, there was a hundred percent. There was, it was competition. Right. And I think that it's a very, it's an inherent genetic thing. I think we were very competitive with, with each other, which is bizarro because we were so different. Like he was this amazing BMX racer. Like he raced bikes. Um, I, I took ballet. You know, like there's no, you know, he was super social, prom king, like life of the party. And I was like who I am now, which is like more introverted. And like there was no, there was like on no, like there was no realm in which we were the same. There is, there is one realm. There's always. Our parents' attention. Your parents' attention and school. That's where these things manifest themselves, I feel like. Because that's. And I, you know, I don't love that. And it's funny we we had a we had such a great podcast about this last week about how we judge people in school and probably judge them incorrectly. But it is this like measuring stick upon which stress can be built. Yeah, and um, and school was I w- I'm not going to say I was the smartest, but I I knew how to play the game of school. And I do think it's unfortunate that our kids like Daenerys Targaryen Tard- just called it the game of school. The game of school. It's a game, right? Think about You're it. right. Yeah. And I was now, pretty good at it too. And, and, and I knew how to get an A on a test. And I, I don't can't tell you I retained anything, but we measure our kids now and, and as always by how they do in reading and writing and arithmetic. That's right. And right now, and this and this is like something we talk about all the time, because we have we have one kid who who, who plays the game of school well. He, and Penn Charles is so good at school. It is annoying. He he's he looks at something. He memorizes it. He spends three seconds doing homework because it's so easy for him. Lola, it takes a bit, you know. And that is not. And she she enjoys school. She still it's, she still enjoys it, and she likes the social aspect of it. But it is a struggle. It's hard, and so it's it, how I'm trying so hard not to make it a competitive thing. But right now. We're spending hours doing homework with her and he like and it, it comes up because she's like, why does he get to watch TV or why is he getting to play a video game? I'm like, well, dude, he's done with his homework. And he's also in third grade, you know, so he, doesn't, he has a lot less homework. But, you know, it's there is a that weird competition thing. And I'm trying so hard not to to engage in it. I just feel like with us, mm-hmm. that sibling rivalry, a lot of it, I don't want to blame school. School is great, but a lot of it is based on the way that we publicly 
uh, measure and in sometimes without meaning to like shame our children because of their performance in school. Now, there, there are parts of it that are important. Again, yeah, um, you need like you need to know where you stack up. You need to be motivated one way or the other. But your story sounds very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, should I tell a little bit of mine? Or Absolutely. Should, okay. First, let me <clears throat> say that Penn Holderness, I always tell him he got off easy in the sibling department because Dale, yeah. do we think he's one of the like most accommodating, nicest people on the planet? Well, we you have this joke about him. <laughs> within You met him, and I think within 10 minutes, you had this great metaphor that if, if Dale and like who are the nicest people yeah there, there's planet. a few other people in our lives if, they're if, so kind if, if four dales like pulled up at a four-way stop sign they would just sit there until the sun expanded and they, they would be like, no you go no no yeah. no like you go you go like no no you go because he's so he is just a, he's a he's very really nice yeah he's, he's really good. nice and he he's always been that way he's been very sweet our but here's what happened I am 18 months younger than him. So we mm-hmm. are basically twins. Right. I, Irish twins, I think is the term for that. And school came easy to me and athletics came easy to me. And uh, it, it, I, not that it didn't come easy to Dale, but by comparison, it mm-hmm. probably didn't. And I was so, as my dad said, I came out of the womb begging for applause. He actually, <laughs> he said that in a newspaper article. Yes, he did. Which is... And I, I'm sorry, the snort. I got a snort for that one, <laughs> and I totally deserved that. It was so funny. I, I'd finally gotten like my first network TV show. This was like 15 years ago, and I was like, "What, what are my parents going to say about me?" And that's what my dad said. It's true. He came out it, of the womb begging for applause. No, waiting for applause. You didn't say Wait, begging. Oh, sorry, waiting for yeah. applause. So I, you know, I was not only fairly talented at a lot of things that I did, but I wanted constant good job pen this is our, basically i am raising a very tiny you yeah right now um yeah. and so all right i'm gonna take a step back and i'm gonna tell a story about another family do you guys have like a perfect family in your life where you like love them and they make you happy when you see them but deep down a little bit you're like oh my god do we have a family like that they are called the jesters oh my gosh uh, they, oh my gosh! They, they are so my cousin Jay. He's the oldest cousin of our group of cousins, and he is wonderful. Oh he, my gosh! And he has married a wonderful woman. And most frustratingly, he has raised three bleeping perfect. And, and kids. Not only are they like wonder, and I'm sure they have their issues. They look they, perfect. They look. They're so photogenic. They're yeah. out of like a J Crew ad. Yeah. They're all very successful. Their kids all got into like amazing schools, and I'm just staring at them. And I just like try to like corner their kids at every family gathering. I'm like, tell me how the, your parents did it, please. Just tell me what to do. Just I want this. Yeah. And they're the children are kind and they're gracious. <laughs> I asked that like the middle child Walker. I asked the story is actually about Walker. Yeah. I asked him when he was. In, he was at Duke and I went by to visit him and he was like a sophomore and he he, he was like yeah I was up till two o'clock last night I was like yeah like a kegger or something he's like no it was uh, I had to study and then I played some basketball you know I'm not really sure if I want my college experience to be all about alcohol and I was like <laughs> what the hell is going on here Walker um, so how do I do that yeah but no sorry okay. that's my phone I'm sorry for the ding and that's happened I need to turn off my phone yeah sorry intervention time so Walker uh, is, this story is about Walker when he was a kid I heard this story about him uh, he was on a soccer team with Carlton because like uh, like me and Dale they were really close in age and they were having dinner and Jay had missed the soccer game because he was I think he was out of town or something 
And so Jay said, how'd it go today? And Walker, the younger child, starts going nuts, just gushing about this goal that Carlton scored, that his older brother scored. He's like, Dad, Carlton went through like three guys, went around him, and scored the most amazing like upper right-hand corner goal I have ever seen. Like Walker, you know, Carlton, you should be so psyched. And Walker, they kind of high-fived each other. And these are two kids who are... So the, 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 the younger one is complimenting gushing, the older one. Gushing about the older one. And then, so you know, that night before they go to bed, Jay was like, hey, you know what? I didn't, I didn't mention this. That was really nice of Walker to say that about Carlton because, you know, they're, they're kind of competitive. And Janice looks at Jay and says, Walker scored four goals in that game. And didn't say a word. He was trying to support and like pump up his older brother because he knew that his older brother, while wow, by the way, is is a great athlete and can do like a triple flip on a wakeboard. At that point, was not the athlete that Walker was. Walker's yeah. like a he's is a genetic a freak. freak. Yeah. yeah. So um, that story made me cry. Yeah, I and know. the story. The reason why it made me cry is because I was such a crappy brother to to my brother by comparison. Like if I scored three goals. I was going to let you know about it. Yeah. Like, I didn't have that kind of foresight. I, 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 wasn't, I still don't. Yeah. yeah. And so I have this belief that it kind of takes one extraordinary act or just one extraordinary moment of selflessness by one of them, just one moment, to kind of, to kind of galvanize a relationship. And maybe that was the moment. There are probably other moments I don't know about, but it takes moments like those to happen. And I didn't do that. Like, I, I really regret how much I threw in my brother's face any time that I was better than him. And uh, I see a little bit of that in our family, <laughs> like in, in some yeah, situations. And, but you know? I, I think that, um, y- so what you're trying to say is your brother did the gracious thing more often than you did. Yes, 100%. And, you know, I, I'll tell you more about how we kind of reconciled that. But I know that, I know for a fact that I was so obsessed with being the best at whatever it was that I did and getting positive reinforcement from my parents and also my brother that I was very selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't, and it's that, that I can't imagine how that worked for my brother, except that he was incredibly patient and kind. And, uh, you know, when it came time for us to, to like find ways to, to be friends, he was the one who made it happen. I think, and I will say this, like still to this day, I think that Dale is what like brings me to tears is Dale is your biggest fan. Yeah. And I think that like it, because he's so confident in who he is, you know, he is, um, yeah. he is more introverted, I guess is the word maybe. I don't know. Like I mean, said, by, by comparison. By comparison. And so he doesn't want like he doesn't want to be on YouTube. He doesn't want to have a podcast. Like he doesn't want any of that. So there's so it takes out that yeah. kind of thing. He does want to be a voiceover artist because he'd be a really good one. Yeah, voice. he'd be a really good voiceover artist. Yes. So he does. So there, it kind of takes out that like weird competitive thing. Yeah. And then, um, so he's so secure in who he is, but he mm. will like see a video and he'll compliment you on it or something. And I think that like those little tiny things. He really is like he is just like a really like good human, and so I we're trying to raise at least one of our kids to be a good human, and I just don't know which one it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you never know. One, yeah, one of them might be good. One of them might be good. Right yeah. now, it's like you know, like the first. I always like the joke 
is with Lola, like she was our first pancake. So we really didn't know what we were doing. And so, but I do think that she is naturally more empathetic. If there is like a concession to be made within a fight they're having, she's usually the one that makes it. Yeah. Um, but I don't, so as a woman though, I don't want her to like give up so easily. And should we get into our kind of strategies on how we're, how we deal with, yeah, yeah the kind of the rules of engagement? Yeah. Um, and along that way, we will talk about how we were able to like reconcile our relationships, not reconcile, but really to strengthen our relationships with our, with our brother and sister and yeah, well, I, brothers, you know, yeah, I, don't, I don't have a sister. Yeah. Um, other super wanted one. So our kids, they're such different kids and it is, it's taken me, it takes me a long time to learn things, but like we have to parent them differently. So they're different genders. So I know that's like, a, that's a big factor and they're different, different enough ages. So there's still like those age segregated activities. Like she'll never be on a team with them. You know what I mean? Like they're still there. So they spend a lot of time apart and Lola actually craves more alone time. Whereas Pen Charles still wants to be around us. So we have to be like one time he, he still wants to be around us. So I, I was giving him a hug and I was snuggling with him and Lola sat down next to me and she's like, anytime you give him a hug, make sure to you need to hug me too. Like you need to hug me just as much as you hug him. And she is such a kind, empathetic person that she wouldn't say that out loud if she didn't feel like he was getting more attention. So I it's impossible to be like super duper fair with that. But I try to give like the type of attention she needs, which is sometimes just being in the same room with her, you yeah. know, and, you know, respecting her need to be alone, but sometimes just being in the same room with her um, is, you know, and, and even if we're doing something isolated activities, we're reading yeah. or something, we're just in the same room. And and that segregation part is really important, right? If if the kids are sitting in the same spot all the time, it's just I, I think it's just going to bring a lot of these things to light, right? Yeah. So we do have like some forced family time. Yeah. You know, we no, have like for sure. We've yeah. got plenty of that. Yeah. I mean, look at our jobs. Our jobs are being together. Yeah. So um, so it's kind of like respecting how they need that. So and in terms of our parenting, like kind of rules of engagement, um. We believe strongly that this is their a, – a fight with your sibling is your first experience with negotiation. It, this is on-the-job training. And that's why I don't we, – we tend not to intervene and we let them work it out. Um, their rules, conversely, is no name-calling and no hitting. And the hitting thing recently has – they kind of like whack each other. And so if I feel like it's pretty harmless – I kind of let it go and I don't say anything. I have a tough time refereeing those mm -hmm. because our our daughter, they're, they're both basically European soccer players. And I, I, I apologize if any of you are professional European soccer players. <laughs> but We are huge in Italy. But I'm putting you on blast because Europe, particularly, the, I, you know, it actually happens all over the world. But particularly in, in the leagues that I watch, um, there's a lot of like fake falling down. Yeah. Oh, and, they they're so funny, and also a lot of like cheap shots when no one's looking, and so, then and then doing this with your hands like holding I, them up like I didn't do anything. No, I've caught them both whacking each other across the head. So yesterday out of the rearview mirror, they both get in at, at carpool, and there was a sweatshirt sitting on Lola's seat. Mm -hmm. She took it, she threw it at his face. He goes, "Ow!" And I just didn't respond, and he took it and threw it back. And then she yelled, it's a sweatshirt, guys. It's a sweatshirt. Right. It's very and, soft. And it's very soft. So I just didn't – I just didn't intervene. And I also, in those instances, 
work really hard not to find the person whose fault it is. But I know, like, so I don't value, like, you're going to come and tattle, like, you know, Pen Charles threw a sweatshirt at me. And I'm not going to, I just, I give, like, no attention to that. I just say, work it out. Like, this is not my problem. And so they come, they've started tattling less because my response is, this is not my problem. You guys are going to work it out. You work it out. We're not going to work it out. Um, But But, but still, you, like, there, there are those moments when you have to, you have to referee. Because someone has been hurt. If if you know somebody I mean? has been hurt, that is a different story, and I that is that is more rare in our in our in our case. But if there's something like, what's the most recent thing they've done to each other? Um, somebody punched somebody recently. Yeah, but that's I'm taking hurt out of it. Like you know, okay. he he'll he'll take or she'll take oh, some this, stuff. Is like so this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, this doesn't even make sense. Like, so also we never. None of this makes sense. Yeah, we we never um, we never force them to hug it out. We never right. force them to hug, and this goes along with we've have conversations about consent. Quite honestly, from the very beginning, um, Pen Charles like in pre K, he and his little girlfriend, I think they kissed under the the slide or something, and they of course that's like not something we're down with at pre K. You don't need to be kissing under the slide, but I did use that as an opportunity. I'm like, if you kiss a girl later on in your life, you ask permission. You want to hug a girl, you ask permission. Same with Lola. If right. she she wants a hug sometimes and he doesn't want to. And I'm like, listen, he doesn't want to. Back off. Like you have to ask. With parents, you never have to ask. You always get to give hugs. Um, but there's like a no, like you don't have to physically engage with somebody. Um, but back to the whole like if they, you know, I think that he stole, stole, I'm using air quotes. He took the pencil she was using. And to do his homework. And he took it. And she's like, Pen Charles, Pen Charles took my homework. I'm like, or t- took my pencil. It's like, wow, that was probably pretty frustrating. And I don't say like, give it back. You know, like, did, I'm like, I like, I hear Work you. It out. I hear you. That's probably pretty frustrating. He took it. Yeah. And then that's it. So she, she knows I heard her. And then she has to deal with it. And then also like the last thing on our side. So we have like, it's not my problem. You, it is, this is on the job training. She needs to stick up for herself. We don't figure out who's to blame. We kind of show like we hear you, work it out. And then also life isn't fair. <laughs> you know, like he she brought home a cupcake from a birthday party she went to and then like Pinchalls ate it. Um, let's figure out like a way that he can make that right for you. Like you figure out how we can make that right for you. But like life isn't like it's not my job to make things equal for you. Like you're not going to have the equal experience because you're different kids. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I, and there, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, so much of childhood and even really uh, marriages is about parsing out whether or not you are doing your share or whether or not you're being treated fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I mean, look, it happens in marriages. Like I look, I did these look what I dishes. Did. Yeah. I did that. No, that's not. You're not. No, that's not enough. Look what I did, and then the mm-hmm. fight goes back and forth. And I imagine that's. It, unbelievably accelerated with kids we asked them to empty the dishwasher and we've been asking them to do this for about two or three years now since they've been old enough to reach into the cupboards and handle sharp knives without us getting too worried about it and it always turns into a fight yeah is lola gonna do it so well now so now (laughs) this is how i deal with that um so that's their job in the morning is to unload and load the dishwasher and i like to i'm like you guys figure it out um but if Pen Charles comes downstairs before 7 a.m., 
he knows he has to unload the, dish, the dishwasher because he's gotten up too early. He's, and he's gotten up too early. Yeah. So um, he knows that if he comes downstairs at six thirty, because the mornings are my minute. time. Wait a minute. Is that why Lola like waits until the last second to go downstairs? No, at, she's at... just she's so tired. I it take, okay. I have to drag her out of bed. Okay. Um, so, but he knows it's like a cost analysis he has to do. He can wait in his room and read a book until seven and then he only has to do the top rack yeah. or he can just do the whole thing and come downstairs at 630. But for the record, I wake up super early because that's my time to get work done, to have like a moment of silence, yeah. to not be, so if you're going to invade, if you're going to like intrude on that, you're doing the dishes. So this morning he came downstairs at 640. And he just went right to the dishwasher and he started doing it. So this all makes so much sense. Like hearing you say this, and it's I, I'm I'm sitting here like you know I'm proud of us. We're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> How many child psychologists are going to reach out to us and tell us that we're doing like ninety percent of this wrong? I don't. Well, first of all, it's our family. So this is how it may not work in your family. So our, but this is what works. I do think that we remind our kids, we remind our kids when they are fighting in the backseat and throwing a sweatshirt, they work it out. There's calmness. And then I say to them, your brother, your sister, that is your person. That is the person that will have your back no matter your marriage, what's happening with your parents and this person will know you in a way that your 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 future spouse never ever will and so you got to have his back you got to have her yep. back and i do believe that we are raising kids that even if they bicker they do love each other and even though one time I was giving my speech of like, this is it, guys. You were stuck with each other and you got to love each other and you got to take care of each other after daddy and I are gone. And Pen Charles looked at me. He's like, can you have another baby, please, <laughs> so I can have another person? I'm like, nope. Shop is closed. Um, no, it's and, and you have just touched on. So as, as usual, when we do these podcasts, Kim writes a very detailed list about things that she does. And I have I have my two. I always have my two things. And that was one of my two things. Mm-hmm. Like my, my two things when it comes to parenting, one of them is. And this is a little bit more, I think, um, intricate than what you just said, but you have to like almost force situations where they have each other's back. All right, you, we tell them all the time, this is your person. This is the person that you, you're going to have their back for the rest of your life. And you may not understand stand it now, but it's going to happen. But games, where it can be parents versus kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, situations, at least chores, where it's like, t- where they you basically force them to team up. Yeah. If we could find like a child panic room to put them in, that would be fantastic. <laughs> panic room. Yeah. Like, they have an escape room. Escape room. Sorry, that's the wrong panic one. Um, that I meant I meant escape room. Let's put them in a panic room. Let's let's, let's simulate nuclear war or even s- better, a home invasion. Someone that you know, maybe a next door neighbor that you weren't sure about who comes into your house and tries to kidnap you. How do you handle this? Oh this is my kind of parenting. And I it have seems, to say, yeah. I it, we had a um, situation in our school and there was a a car chase that crashed into a bank and maybe a potential bank robbery and it was across the street from our kids school and the school went on lockdown and as far as the kids were concerned they did not they knew it was it wasn't a drill like the the announcement they have like a code word and the thing and it was like this is not a drill and so there was some they do these lockdown drills all the time yeah and so the kids the school has prepared them but Lola 
was, you know, scrunched in her safe place. And she did tell me she was worried about where she was like the whole time. She's she, worried about Penn Charles. She was worried about Penn Charles. That's and awesome. Where he was. And, um, and she was, cause she was like across the campus and not in her normal spot. Yeah. And it like brings tears to my eyes to even think about it. But that was her, her first thought was, where's my brother? Is he safe? What do you think Penn Charles's first thought was? He told me he was like getting scrunched up in the bathroom. And so he like, um, went closer to the door where he had more room to floss. And I'm like, <laughs> so he didn't, I don't think it even like, I don't think it even no. like occurred to him. But like I said, it it just takes one. It takes one one act of kindness, one yeah. spectacular no, she, moment. You know, but that being said, like, you know, he watches her play basketball, like we drag him to all her games, and he is her number one fan. She he you know, so I think that we are raising kids that love each other. Yeah. I don't know how much of it has to do with us, to well, be honest. No, I I think some like some of it has to. I think some of it and, has and to. And I do think like you said, or like I said, uh put it putting them in those situations where they I mean, can you have put each it other's like a, a shooting drill. Perfect. Yeah, great. It, little things. Active shooter. No, yeah. you, you know what I mean. Little yeah, things. Like we play knockout in the um in the, in, in the driveway. Knockout is a free throw shooting contest. And I love it when we get to a point where the kids are beating the parents and they can celebrate together and they can unite against us. Because that's really what all people do is they unite as siblings against their parents and i'm ready for them to do that whenever they want to um mm-hmm. but you know my house my rules um also by the way this lockdown thing yeah i know you get really nervous about lockdowns honey i don't think they had lockdowns when we were kids do you know how often there was shenanigans going on around the schools where we grew up <laughs> i'm trying to like I... think about that i grew up in it like my elementary school was in inner city durham and there were like crack files all over the playground. And I, there was like a liquor store across the street from yeah. my high school, and like drunk dudes like coming in. And also, it was a different time. Like yeah. I, I grew I up just, in a community that was like it's like there was all types. Of, there people had gun racks on their like on their pickup trucks right. driving in. No, I'm just asking. Like parents, our contemporaries, did we have? Did we ever have lockdowns? Was that a um, thing? No, we had different sort of drills. We had like tornado but, drills. But if there was stuff. like if there was like crime within a mile, but did also, they shut the like, school down or did they just keep moving along assuming that all was I going well? I'm just curious. No, so and that's a whole different discussion. I know a lot of this happened because of the recent school shootings and it's been like that's it, been a and response that, they, to they it. They just didn't happen back then. Yeah. And they didn't happen on the white scale and I'm glad they do them. It causes me panic. Like literally, the, <laughs> pen drops the kids off at school every day. This is like my anxiety. I have such a hard time dropping the kids off at school because I'm in constant fear of a school shooting. And it's it's not, and you can't tell me it's irrational. Anyway, we won't talk about Well, that. then let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> if I can't do anything, let's move on. No, but there's just no solving my crazy anxiety issues. Um, Very good. So you said you had two points. So one yeah, is like- w- w- One is like try to force them to have each other's back. Mm-hmm. Not to the point that it's going to be- Combative. Uncomfortable or- f- I just said I just said force, but don't make it forced. <laughs> Encourage them. This is I why I write things Find, down beforehand. Exactly. Anyway. All right. Yeah. My other one is go to your corners. And this one is can be interpreted very broadly if you want to. And I'm gonna tell my story about how this happened. You could go to your corner and just kind of cool off, go to each other's rooms, like work it out, then come back and have some rational time together. Or in my case, with my brother, uh, go to different schools in different cities. Yeah. Uh, that is what it took for us. We went, uh, we were in middle school together. Dale switched schools. He went to a boarding school three hours away. Um, 
he, it's so funny for high school. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was expensive for our family, but it's it's what Dale needed and it's what he wanted. And he it's Dale is so fiscally responsible. Unlike me, we're we're completely different <laughs> in every way. Could in not every, be more in different. every way. Uh, on this sense, and and still feels like responsible for that money that my parents spent on him. It's really interesting, and and tries to, um, I I think, like he he tries to repay them in any way that he can. He's he's repaid them hundreds of times over, and yeah. the way he's been as his son. But anyway, he comes back from school after about a year, and he's grown six inches, and he's joined the weightlifting club. And he's this great looking, he looks like complete, he looks and acts completely different from how he did when he left. Mm-hmm. Super confident, ripped. All the girls are like, oh, what happened to Dale? <laughs> this would have been the perfect opportunity for him to tell me to go bleep myself and say, see, this is what I am. This is who I am. You're a little dude with braces. <laughs> Um, and a synthesizer. And your magic and your synthesizers <laughs> deuces. And he went the opposite way. Because he's an amazing he, human. He was like, man, it's good to see you. Tell me about school. How's it going? Oh, yeah, you're, um, you know, you got braces and you're a foot shorter. Don't worry. That'll all change. It'll be fine. Hey, um, you know, what do you want to do? And he, he, like, changed into this different person that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And he invited that and welcomed it, and he could have been a denozzle about it, and he wasn't. And that was the extraordinary act, and it happened because we were apart. We had time to kind of like grow and, and do our own thing. And I'm not saying that you need something as drastic as going to a different school, but sometimes you do. I, yeah. I, mean, I think I think it like for our family that was the dynamic and that was what happened and that was what worked and now we're really close. I think that for Dale it was genuine when he he cared about you and asked you questions and I know that because that's the type of person he is. But even if it's not naturally like for me, it is probably not natural for. I, I'm just a terrible human being sometimes. But even if you pretend to like to ask those questions even if you engage and I think it just kind of softens if you if if you can ask those questions and get out that language and it kind of softens the the bristly edges and then it, you have a better chance of having a more meaningful relationship I do I think that Lola is probably more accommodating and I do worry about that though in the long run because as a woman, I want her to be able to stand her ground and stand up for herself. But I, as a mom, I don't want her to be a turd. So it, I really battle. I really overthink my parenting with her yeah. for 100%. Um, you know what I said to her yesterday? We we were studying and she, there was something that I'd asked her three times. And I corrected her three days in a row and she kept forgetting it. And she was like, oh, well. And I was like, Lola, you need to get angry about this. Yeah. Like, and, and then I hear myself. I'm like, I'm telling my daughter to get angry about studying. Well, she is the sweetest, funniest. She's so funny. Yeah. But um, I do worry that she's. there are certain things that she's like, eh, whatever. So I, I, I can see a situation where Penn Charles does eat the cupcake that she brought home from a birthday party. And it. she's like, eh. What, like she gives – well, I mean the cupcake didn't mean that much to her. But there are things that just like she will let him kind of walk all over her yeah. in that way. And – as a mom, I'm like, oh, she's so accommodating. How sweet sibling relationship. I'm like, dude, you got to stand up for yourself. Because I see that. I'm like, oh, gosh, well, what if she starts dating a boy? And he's dead. So I yeah. really overanalyze. <clears throat> if you're happy and you no. know to overthink it, 
There's, so, yeah, there's, there's Kim's my song. theme song. There's Kim's theme song. Yeah, um, and we probably need to bring David Rendell back in here, um, who we had last week on our podcast, who will tell us like all of these things that we're worried about. They may turn out to be the best part of your child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I have no worries that... We're, by the way, we're falling off the rails on sibling rivalry and just talking about our kids individually and how no. we want them to no, no, no. better. No, 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 no. But that's but the, that's the that's a, I see the roots of it because we are spending so much time with Lola on studying, and our time with Penn Charles is fun stuff. You know, so he's I see, also in third grade. Is third it third grade? grade? I know, yeah. but still. Um, so it's it's there's a lot there. Um, there's a lot to unpack. I. And so we talked about our rules for parenting, how we just like we don't get involved. We kind of try to hear them. We make sure we hear them value without taking sides. We kind of let them know life isn't fair. Um, So it's really – it's more hands-off. But there are rules for kids and their rules of fighting are no no name-calling. They stick to that pretty well. There's no no hurtful name-calling. The no-hitting thing – does we're, we're working on that that is like they know that as a rule but even then if i see it's like the sweatshirt being thrown i know they're not being hurt we don't intervene but the only time we intervene is i think they're hurting each other which you know it's debatable because they're such european soccer players um <laughs> and and also we talked that like no one has to no one has to like hug it out you know what I mean? Like that you have to – you can verbally apologize and you make eye, to- eye contact and you verbally apologize. But you don't have to show physical affection unless you want to. And they still can be pretty cuddly with each other. Yeah, and, and this morning there was a weird moment where Lola <laughs> was, was – she, she was threatening him. Um, that he was, she was going to come into his class and hug him and he, yeah. he really didn't want to go to school after that. If he, that's the kind of fight they're having, I we, know. Should, we should feel okay I was about laughing. It. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like I've contradicted myself a couple of times you really today. Have. Um, is that part of? But, but I think that's my next spend rule. Spend together. Spend time together as a family. Go to your corners. But go to your corners. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say my third law of parenting is contradict yourself as much as you can, because just you know what? Because you know better. And if anyone tells you you're contradicting yourself, you say you don't have my kids. And just keep on keeping on. I do think we have it. Like we have different. Gen- I think the same gender. I mean, yeah. you and Dale were the same gender. I think it's 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 tough when they're the same gender, or or so I've heard. Like we could have it worse for sure. But the bickering and the fighting is a stress on a marriage. And once it starts being an, a stress on a marriage, is when it's a problem. So, um, you're welcome. I'm just doing that. doing the best we can. I know. We're just yeah. doing the best we can. And uh, and I think talking about it and being open about it rather than just having the way that you parent be the way that it is. Um, I, I know that you have told me before that I am misstepping when it comes to the way I'm talking to my kids. And I try to listen to that and make sure that it's okay. And that dynamic, that sibling dynamic, that's that's a tough line to walk, especially if you have your own stories like we do. Well, it, and I, I, I don't know that this is like a sibling relationship thing. And it it is this this is going to be weird. So you were holding hands with Lola, and you said, "Girl, your hands are huge," and you meant it as a compliment. No, you said your hands are giant. And she's five six. She's taller than me. She just turned twelve. She's going to take after you. We celebrate her height. She is super psyched to be tall. We we that it is like I am. 
She wants to be tall. No, and she, she celebrates every time that she grows an inch. Like it's, know, it's her, one have, of her biggest sources of pride. So I was adding to that. Like so you and she and but but as a female, you hear you're a giant, and we are programmed. I didn't she, say you're a giant. I no, said your hands. hands are giant. Yeah. And she looked at her hands and goes, "What?" And she as, did not do that. Yes. By the way, no. In your head, she did that. She did. She did. No. And and so I pulled you aside and I said, "Listen." It is a bizarro, weird female thing that tall, yes, tall is celebrated in our world. Tall people are paid more. Tall people, it, it, you, you do a, a comparison. It looks like tall people are just that you think they're more confident and that they're smarter. It, it, this, our, the society we live in favors tall people. It is true. But no, part, no woman wants to be. It's a bizarro thing like giant. It, it you it it triggered a weird thing in her head, and I'm like, listen, that's a language thing. And you came back at me, and it was a very good point. Well, if I said that to my son, if I said, "Dude, your hands are giant," you wouldn't have a problem with it. I well, he wouldn't have a problem. That's with not. It. This is yeah. Also, you wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I know. But I'm telling you that I it is a messed up. But the whole body image, like just even like the body image stuff. Yeah. Is I, see, here's the thing. I don't think Lola had as much a problem with me saying that as you did. She asked. She's like, they're giant, and she did. She did, honey. And she looked at her hands, and 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 right away, I was like, yeah, girl, you can palm a basketball. Like st- you're so strong. Like we, I just kind of like built it up because, man, the girl body image stuff. Anyway, so that just goes down to like how we talk to our kids matters too. It has nothing to do with sibling. Not at all. I know, but I just thought I'd bring it up. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so we've got a little time. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell them that I did wrong as a parent? Because I, I know people love that, especially me. Anything? No? Okay. I think we're done here. You're a great dad. I Look, and, I, and it's like- I try. I try. And, and, there's, and so much of it has to do with what happened to me when I was growing up, right? And the more we talk about this, the more I realize that, that is a, that's part of it. Um, I you just had a weird look on your face. Is everything okay? No, we're, like we're just figuring this out. All yeah. this parenting stuff. It is so weird, and I I feel like they forgot to give us that manual, like how to be like. I I, I feel like we should write a book, and it's just alphabetical, like a dictionary, and it'd be like what to do when, mm-hmm. and then you look at it by subject, and it tells you like what to say. Right. So like a choose your own story thing, or yeah, choose if it's your own this, adventure. Go to page this. Yeah. The, the the funny part about that is if you did a choose your own adventure about parenting, it would need to be seven hundred and forty five thousand pages long because what if splinters off into about a gajillion things? I'm gonna start writing it. Um, and by the way, don't know if I know the right answers. Yeah, I also think like we could probably do this podcast once a year, this exact topic, and it's going to be something different. Don't you feel like one year ago we had a totally different set of issues when it came to sibling rivalries and the way that our kids looked at each other and like w- what their relationship was? I, it I seems don't think to change. they. Yeah, no, and I don't think they fought as much as they did a year ago. Yeah, no, they're, they're absolutely right, and I think it's because of school. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. And the differences in how they're how they're being measured. Well, not- there's grades now. There's yeah. there's grades and there's tests, and both of them are involved in it. And it's man, that again, I I'm not saying I don't want our kids to go to school, and I'm 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 trying not to blame school. But David made some really good points last week about the way that we treat children and grades, and it's just if you if you're an alien who landed on Earth and looked at the way that we do things. 
that might be one of the things that an alien would be like, well, why do you do this this way? I could see our daughter being a comedy writer or a stand-up comic or a, or a video producer and making kajillions of dollars and supporting us. Um, I Not that I don't see and those I, things for my son. No, no, I, I, no you can't. Pentrolls is great at most things, but anytime Lola tells a joke, Pentrolls, like Lola will say something funny and Pentrolls will say, oh, I have something. And then he'll say the exact same thing, but change yeah. one word. So, so I'm not, I'm not, Yeah. This has gone off the rails. Anyway. Okay. Love you guys. Yep. Are we done? Well, hey. All right. (laughs) Hey, guys, we have a, I keep forgetting to tell people about this, but we have this Facebook podcast group and it's kind of my favorite thing on the internet right now because everybody's so nice and lovely and there's some really great discussion. So search Holderness Family Podcast Group on Facebook and click to join. And so far we haven't kicked anybody out. No, just that one person that was trying to sell shakes. They were trying to sell shakes to the podcast group. And we kicked them out. Um, so don't try, don't try to sell us stuff. I'm sorry, guys. Just I'm I'm proud of you building a business. I am proud of you, but maybe just not in the podcast group. Okay, thanks. And then, um, <laughs> and then we're on Instagram at, at the Holderness Family. And you can, you know, if you screenshot us there, we love to share it on our stories, um, give you a little shout out. We love to comment on those. So thanks. And subscribe. We're asking a lot of you right now. We're asking you to join and like. And it's just a lot of work. And I hear you that it's a lot. But thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our podcast on how to parent sibling rivalries. To sum up Penn's philosophy, spend time together. And spend time apart. The end. Yes.